Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. I don't know if you've ever been on a road trip, but uh, anytime that I uh, have to take a road trip, I inevitably now pull up maps on my phone. Maybe it's Google Maps, maybe it's the Waze app, maybe it's uh, Apple Maps, but I pull it up and there's something on that uh, when I pull up that navigation, and it's so comforting to know that someone is telling you every step of the way where you're going, and how many people, you need that. You need someone every step of the way where you're going that's not your wife, you know, that can tell you uh, where to turn and where to go. And so it's great to have uh, that, that there. But man, there's something inside of me that's a little competitive, because what happens is on the, the map screen, they're, they're telling you where to go what the next direction is, and there's all kinds of extra information on there. And, and when you're a competitive person, extra information on there uh, can drive you a little bit nuts. There's something on that uh, screen that says ETA, uh, when you're going to arrive. And I, I, every time I see it, it might say 2.14 p.m., and it says uh, 2.14 p.m., and I instantly say, think that when I pull that up and I see that for the first time, I think, I'm going to go for 2.13 p.m. And then you know what? If I, get a, I make a little bit of advance, I'm like, I'm going for 2.12. I'm like, I suddenly, I'm so competitive that in those moments, I will look at, at that and I will just try to chip away minutes. Now, it's, it, it's, it's a curse. It, I, I feel like I turn into some type A road trip, you know, like uh, I, I'm just... Uh, Man, I don't know. I'm looking at every sip of water that my daughter takes and thinking that is going to be a, a bathroom stop, like slow down. So I just turn into this ultra competitive. I, I'm looking at, at this and I'm looking at the journey and just thinking, how can we get there quicker? How can we make it to our destination? And uh, maybe every family has one. Maybe I'm just special. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I even think well, I'll go up to uh, I'll go up to. We'll, we'll go to, we need to make a pit stop, and I think, man, I gotta, we need to do it all. Like, let's get gas, something to eat, go to the bathroom. Like, it's got to be quick. Let's minimize our stops. i got to get there at 2.13. i got to get there at 2.12. i got to get there at 2.10. And I think it's easy for us to go through life where we think that way, where we're looking at the destination, and we're just chipping away, and we're chomping away at getting there. And it's easy to to, to look at life, and life is a journey. Our relationship with God is a journey. Uh, where God is taking us is, is somewhere great. And it's easy to live in a way where we're in charge, live in a way where we're grabbing hold of everything and doing everything in our own power uh, to get to the destination or get to the next thing or get to where God has for us. And it's easy for us to live in that way. But following Christ means that we should... Uh, Follow the destination that God has set for us, that we're not setting the own, our own destination in our life, but instead, uh, our job is to trust God, that he has already set a destination, and it's easy to think that we set that destination, it's easy to think that we decide which direction that we're going to go and how it goes, it's easy for us to real practically just determine and think that we can determine the speed. We want to control everything about the journey that our life is on and everything that where God is taking us. But that reality is that that's not 
that, that's, not, that's not how God has designed this, that God is all-knowing, God is all-powerful, that God says, listen, you're, you're not enough, but I'm here with you to make you enough. I'm here to support you. I'm here to come behind you. So when we want control, and I don't think it's always intentional, I think what we're doing sometimes is we're not purposely going against God, but we're just instead, instead putting ourselves in charge. Now, there's a great theologian that said it really simply. It said, Jesus, take the wheel. Carrie Underwood. <laughs> she said that. But I think a lot of times we're living where we're in control, we're, we're driving, we're steering, and, and we want to be in, in charge. And that, that's not always intentional, it's just seeps into our everyday life. It seeps into that we want to be in charge and we want to uh, go the direction that we think. But I, f- I think this foundational principle is what we need to land on today and understand this is a foundational principle that God has already determined the direction of our life. Now, this is, this is something It's like when I put in GPS that I'm putting in the de- destination that I think I should go, but God has determined that destination already. That's foundational, and God has determined that destination, and it's a good destination for all of us. It's a destination that puts us in right relationship with the Heavenly Father. It's a destination that uh, renews our mind and transforms uh, who we are. It transforms what God is doing inside of us. The Bible talks about that, and uh, the destination is one where we're going to step even into de- eternity with Jesus, that we have a promise of eternal life, and that promise of eternal life means that one day we'll stand in heaven with our Savior, with our Creator, and all the brokenness of our world, all the bad things, all the things that aren't right and, and just don't add up in this world will be made right, that the Bible says that there'll be no tears, that there'll be no pain. Think about that, no hunger, no, just think of us being in the presence of God and how great it will be when that new heaven and that new earth comes and we step into eternity with our creator. Man, I can't hardly even think about it, but that's the destination that God has already determined. He's determined the destination for our life. Then it becomes our responsibility, it becomes our job to yield and follow that journey and follow that destination as best as we can. And that's why it's so important in our life to be able to hear the voice of God. It's important to be able to yield at different times to uh, what Jesus is doing and speaking to us. And we need to position ourselves in the journey that we're saying, listen, I'm not just going through life making all the calls myself. I'm not going through uh, everything, I'm, uh, every decision I make, and I'm just saying, okay, well, what's the most logical decision? Or what's everyone else doing? No, instead, I'm living my life in a way where I'm yielding and and asking and, and depending on God's provision and direction in our life. That's what it means to yield to God, to allow him to steer the journey, to allow him direct every step of your path. And that's why I'm looking forward to next week as we kick off this series and this summer series and we look at Galatians chapter 5 when it talks about living in step with the Holy Spirit because it talks about there's fruit in our life. There's fruit that comes out of uh, us living in step with the Holy Spirit. And I'm looking forward to that series that we're kicking off next week. But from the beginning to the end of the Bible, the Bible is full of people who focused on the destination. 
They had God in their sights. They knew what, they trusted him uh, along the journey. Now, there's people you read uh, in the Old Testament, you might read about Abraham, Joshua, David, and even New Testament, Peter, and they followed God's uh, all, all along the journey. They followed his leading. And he, it, even those guys, when you read about their lives, it wasn't just a head thing, but their heart was in it. They got it, it was in their heart, and that just helped them follow God every season of their life. That didn't mean that they were perfect. That didn't mean that they had it all together. Honestly, there was uh, big failures in all of their lives, but God had them on the journey. They followed God's leading, and, and they had it in their heart to purposed in their heart to follow him. There's other people we read in the Bible, and they, they, they did great things, and they pursued God. They also had their struggles of, of, of letting him guide their path. I think of Moses, who God led to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, and he called them to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, yet Moses was hesitant. He said, who am I? I'm not the guy. You don't want to ask me. I don't speak well. I, I, I can't lead people. And uh, he actually kind of pushed away the calling of God. I think of him. He struggled, but he eventually got there. I think of Jonah. Jonah, God called him to go to Nineveh. And uh, Jonah said, no way. You don't know how bad Nineveh is. And God said, listen, I know how bad it is, but that's why I want to send you there. I have a plan. I have a purpose. And Jonah ran away. The story goes that Jonah uh, was thrown overboard uh, because as he was running from God, God was like trying to get his attention uh, when he got thrown overboard, got swallowed by a fish, spit out three, three days later, uh, and he finally got it through his head that he needed to follow God. And when he did, God did great things. I think of Thomas. Thomas was one of the disciples. He struggled with doubt. Actually, his name a lot of times is called Doubting Thomas. Uh, and because he struggled with doubting, is, is God really, uh, has Jesus really risen from the dead? And he actually, when Jesus reappeared after his resurrection, he, he, when he encountered him, he said, I want to feel, I want to see the scars in your hands to know that you are the Savior. And uh, when we see this, we see all these, these stories and accounts in, in the New Testament, the Old Testament of people that God is directing their path. And I think we all can identify with, with them. Sometimes we feel like, man, it's great. We're, we're following God. We, it's easy to see the path. My heart's in it. I'm going for it. Other times it's, it's difficult. Other times it's, we struggle to make the right call. We struggle to see the path forward. And, uh, uh, but nonetheless, our job and our responsibility is to say, hey, we're all in on this. We're all in to say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to yield to what you have in my life. And so regardless, I know uh, what the journey holds, regardless of what the journey holds, I'm all in. And I want to follow every step, the path that you have for me. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament was someone that was just like that. He had a focus on the destination that God called him. But you know what? He wasn't always there. Actually, before his name was Paul, his name was Saul. And Saul was known as one of the great persecutors of the Christians. He was against everything uh, about the gospel. He was against Jesus. And the Apostle Paul was someone that uh, God got a hold of his life. And I want to read Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. And uh, these verses are just so uh, uh, important to understand the Apostle Paul. You see, he had been a persecutor of Christians, but here he is. He's advancing the church, and God is working, and God changed his life and steered the direction. And I'll share just a little bit more about that in just a moment. But let's read Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. It says, I press on to possess that perfection 
for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting what the past and looking for what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Wow, this is such a this is such a power-packed statement right there. I want you guys just to leave that up there on the screen so it can soak in a minute. Because the Apostle Paul, you see, in Acts chapter 9, here he is a persecutor of the church, but he's on the road to Damascus, and God gets a hold of him. God blinds him and speaks audibly uh, to the Apostle Paul as he's traveling and gives him a redirection in his life. He's calling him. He's getting his attention. And so we see that in in Acts chapter 9, that his life, the Apostle Paul's life is transformed. from, And God actually says, listen, I want you to change your name from Saul to Paul. like Because if you're a persecutor and you kill Christians, then you're going to be one and you're going to try to encourage the church. It might be good to change your name, okay? So God knew what was up. So uh, Paul... Uh, but he had a calling. Then we see God kind of the next step is that God put a calling on his life. You see in Acts chapters 13 to 15, we see if we would track the life of Paul and the story of Paul, we would see that God uh, starts to point his heart not to the Jewish people that had already, uh, uh, that Jesus came and, and lived among and Jesus was a Jew. And, and traditionally, the gospel or the good news was just for the Jewish. But God opens uh, Paul's heart and points God or points Paul towards bringing the message of Jesus and the hope of the gospel to the Gentile people, everyone who is not Jewish. And so he puts Paul then on mission. He gives him a, a, a direction and says, listen, I want you to go and, 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 and preach the good news to the Gentile people. And that's all of us as well today. I'm thankful for that God opened up the blessing that we're able to stand in his blessing uh, beyond just the Jewish people that today as Gentiles we can stand uh, because of what God was calling Paul in Acts chapter 13 and 15 through 15. And we see that God called him. He traveled on missionary journeys. He traveled all around. Think about that. Think about him going from city to city and there's people that have never heard about Jesus. Paul is like, what I like to say, is one of the original church planters. Like, Highmark is a newer church. We started it. We planted it from scratch. And, uh, and Paul is one of those guys. He went into a city, and people had never heard about Jesus. And he started telling them about Jesus. And he stayed there long enough to teach them about it and, and, and really help them get rooted in their faith. And then he brought them together. And, and that's how the church is formed in the early church. But God did that through Paul. And let me tell you, all along the journey, he had opposition. He had roadblocks. He was wrongfully imprisoned. He was shipwrecked and, and eventually even gave his life for the cause of Jesus. And actually, when we read this verse, and I, I want to leave it up here, when we read this verse in Philippians, that Paul wrote this letter to the church at Philippi, that's why it's called Philippians, when he wrote this, he was actually imprisoned at the time. He was uh, in chains, that he was being bound for bringing the good news to places when people were opposing him. And so uh, here he's saying, I love that statement. It's in there twice. And he just says this, I press on. And he says it again about two-thirds of the way through. He says, I press on. Come on, turn to someone right now and tell them like, hey, I 
press on. Go ahead. Tell them. Say, give, bring it loud. Say, I press on. That's a declaration that we can all make in our life. That Paul's not, he's declaring and he's determined to uh, step into the destination and, and pursue the destination that God's, God has for him. And he's saying, listen, I'm not there yet. I haven't attained everything. I haven't arrived. But he's saying, I have a posture that I am pressing on. I am going through, even though, and think about Paul being imprisoned at the time, facing great difficulty as he shares the good news of Jesus, and yet twice here he's declaring, but I press on. That's a posture that each and every one of us should take, regardless of the circumstances of our life. And I know there's a lot of difficult circumstances in, our, in this room. And I know there's a lot of difficult circumstances that we all face. I know there's great moments and highlights in our life, but there's also challenging things and relationships and, and things that God is, uh, is there to uh, take us through, but there are challenges we're facing. There's those roadblocks that we're facing. And regardless of those circumstances, we can keep a posture of, you know what, I press on. And even though those things that, Maybe my career isn't working out the way that I hoped it would. I press on. Despite the setbacks that I've experienced, I press on. Despite the financial struggles I'm facing, I press on. And even though I'm facing a health issue right now, I press on. That's the type of perspective that we need. Now, we need to deal with our press on perspective. Because here's the thing. A lot of times, again, this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, in the road trip, we think we're in control. Our press-on perspective, I'm not talking about fingernails either, our press-on perspective, that's like old school, right? Do they still make those? Come on. Okay, thank you, somebody. I, this is my mind. It just happens. That's like, this just happens. It goes. So roll with it, people. Um, so, but we have to deal with our press-on perspective because, again, it's easy to default that I can do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick myself up. We have this mentality, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to give myself a pep talk. And you know what? I can do it. I'm in it. But the reality is that's not the answer. We're not the answer. Jesus is the answer in our life. So I've realized along the journey that this very thing right here is that I can't sustain the press on myself. I can't sustain it. I need Jesus in my life because Jesus can sustain it in my life. And man, let me talk about the freedom that that is. That means that I don't have to give myself a pep talk. All I have to do is let Jesus speaking into my life give me the pep talk. That's what's going to lift me up. That's going to help me press on. I can't sustain the press on myself, but Jesus can. He's the one. I, you know, I press on not because I'm gifted or I'm mentally strong or I'm emotionally strong. I press on because Jesus has already paid the price for my sins, my setbacks, and my failings. That's what the gospel is all about. It's not that today that you can do four things and that's going to get you through. The gospel is that Jesus has already paid the price. He's already paid and paved the pathway so that I can press on. And so then my, that is such a great freedom to stand in. I realized that along the journey that um, I, I need him. I need his strength that I can't sustain a press on mentality in my life. I can't face obstacles all the time and just feel like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. But instead I need Jesus 
to be in my corner. I need his grace. I need his hope. I need his purpose. I need the things that he's speaking over, thing, the things that he's revealing to me in my life on a regular basis uh, so that it will help me uh, press on in the difficult seasons. And I've realized that about the journey. The other thing is this that I've realized along the journey is that I can't see the purpose in the detours. I can't see the purpose in the detours. But Jesus can. You see, a lot of times we, we sense where God is taking us. We know the destination, but we don't expect the detours along the way. But there's bound to be detours. We often want to have the straightest path, the easiest path, but, but in all reality, it's a windy road full of a lot of uphills and a lot of downhills and a lot of twists and turns and a lot of challengings. You know, uh, just this past week we were driving home, and as we were driving home, it was interesting because uh, uh, on the road trip we got an alert from our navigation that said uh, the highway was closed ahead. And later come to find out the, that there was a, so much rain in Tennessee that there was a rock slide that blocked the westbound side of the highway on our way home. Uh, and so we actually were rerouted. And again, back to my type A-ness, it went from, uh, it was a, ended up being a 40-minute delay that we were on. And uh, in that detour, we had to get off the highway and drive through the, the back country, I'll just call it back country, of North Carolina and Tennessee. It was the Great Smoky Mountains. And come to find out, I didn't realize it at the time, it took us on U.S. Highway 129. And I wasn't driving at the time. Uh, Andrew, our 16-year-old son, was getting his hours in because he's about to get his license, and uh, he was driving at the time. And I didn't realize it, but there's an 11-mile stretch of US 129 that's famous. It's actually called the Dragon's Tail because there, over 11-mile stretch, there's 336 uh, curves and turns on this road. Think about that. The average speed was like 20 miles an hour. But uh, we're driving, and it's some of the hardest turns. And actually, there's motorcyclists love it. That's why it's famous, because it's through the mountains, and there's lots of turns, and it's beautiful. But I, as we were driving, this long detour turned out to be one of the most beautiful detours along the way. As we were driving, we're going through all these curves, and it's the beautiful mountains and, and streams and rivers and, and lakes. As we're, we're driving, it, it was just beautiful to see, like, God's creation. And in the detours, sometimes, we can't see that. We don't, we're so focused on, let's get there as quick as possible. Let's get there as easy as we can. But along the way, the journey's bound to have detours. And we have to have a comfort in knowing uh, that God is even in the detours that he has a purpose in all of the detours of our life, that he is doing something even in the detours that we can't see, that he's speaking something in our life, he's teaching us something, he's guiding us, and he's with us even in the detours. And I realize that a lot of times that I can't see what the purpose is of the detours, but God can. And when I get outside of it, when I get past it, I can see the beauty of what he's done and what he's brought me through. And that's the part of the journey that God has us all on. So we just have to yield to that, to him throughout the journey. And we can enjoy the journey regardless of it, of it all. We can enjoy where God is taking us. We can enjoy the places that, uh, even the detours and the windy roads. And, and uh, so we're driving down this road and Andrew, uh, who's 
again, not quite got his license, and I didn't realize it at the time, and he's like, man, this is so hard. I mean, we're doing S-curves and, and back and forth, so talk, and finally he just says, uh, I, need a, I need a break. I'm pulling over because I am done. He had driven four hours and had been uh, not only on the highway, but through all the detours, and he was just like exhausted. It was so, uh, it had to be so focused driving in every turn and everything that he was just exhausted along the way. And you know what? God renews our strength all along the journey. He helps us in the detours. He's there to pick us up, and he's there to guide us. He's there to help us every step of the way. So maybe you're in a detour today. Maybe you're in a season where like, yeah, God's got me going through all this stuff. And I'm, I feel like I feel all the curves. I feel all the changes. Maybe God's got you in that season right now. And let me just tell you, so there's a purpose that he has you in there. There's a purpose behind what he's doing in your life. And, and don't be discouraged about the detour, but be determined to keep pressing on towards the destination. That's what God wants us to do. He says, I want to press on. I want to press on. And I want to live my life in a way so that I can just, I can regardless of what I'm facing, say, God, help me press on. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. But he wants us to enjoy the journey along the way. He doesn't want us to be discouraged and beat down and, 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 uh, and really kind of saying, man, I'm going through all this hard stuff and all the detours. No, God says, listen, there's joy in the journey. It's not just about getting to the destination. It's enjoying the journey along the way. God reminds us of that. He reminds us that we press on. And so that's the freedom that the gospel gives us. That's the freedom that the grace of Jesus Christ gives us because it's, it's on him and we trust him and we yield to him. And so that takes the burden off of us. That, may, that makes it light on us that we can, we can put our trust in God that he's got this and that he works all things to the good and that he has a plan and a purpose for all of our lives. That's the type of the, the perspective that we can have along the journey that brings joy. But how do we give you? Let me give you a couple quick things. How do we enjoy the journey? And I find a lot of times I share this story today about the road trip because I don't all the time enjoy the journey. I'm just looking to get to the destination. I'm looking to be there as quick as possible. I'm just like, hey, how fast can we go? How, let's make it there. Let's make the stops as quick as possible. But how do we enjoy the journey? Number one, you got to keep your heart fixed on the destination. What I mean is you keep your heart fixed on what God is doing inside of you. You keep your heart fixed on the things that he's promised you. You keep your heart fixed on the good work that he's doing. And when we keep our heart fixed on it, it's then that we live at that, that level like uh, some of the greats and, and our faith is just lifted up. And as we see in the Old Testament and New Testament, some of the people that the Bible says David, he had a heart after God. His heart was connected with God. Now, David had great failures. He was a murderer. He, he was an adulterer, but his heart was after God, and through grace, God kept him pointed through the, uh, to the journey and the, to the destination that he had for him. And that's what God has for each of us, that we just have to keep our heart fixed on the destination. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to think about our own destinations. It's easy to think about where we want it to go. I think actually one of the things that's most challenging even in our culture today is that we're looking for the easiest path. Like, isn't life just about how easy it can get now? Like, you have, the, you have Amazon Alexa, and you can just say, order me this, or turn this on, or, you know, life is just becoming easier and easier. 
But oftentimes the road is a little more challenging. And in those challenges, we just have to keep our heart fixed on what God is doing, on the good things that he has for us, how good his nature is, how he comes through. And then the second thing is this, take time to just find beauty in the detours. As we were driving on our road trip and uh, in the moment, just navigating all those curves and, and in and out and, and uh, the, the, the detour that we were on, uh, it was later that night that our daughter, Alexa, she actually pulled up her phone. She said, check out this picture I took out the window. And she took a picture of the beautiful mountains and the, and the lake and river that uh, was in front of us next to the road. And it was just the most, it was a great picture. I was like, well done with, you know, with her, her iPhone there. She just took a, such a great picture out of the car window. And uh, it, it looked beautiful. And I was just reminded that a lot of times in the detours, you, you don't, you're not looking for the beauty, but listen, find those moments and find those things in life and find those, those little slivers out there that are out there that are the beauty in the detours. And sometimes you may not see them until afterwards, but it's good to go back and recount how God was faithful through all of that. And I've learned that as I'm on a journey, as I've walked different seasons of my life and different legs of the journey with God, I've realized the one thing that, that it's sometimes after I'm out of the detour, it's out, after I'm out of the difficulty that I can see all the beauty that he has done in it. And I just need to be faithful through it all. Some of the times, though, I'm reminded that our job is simply just to let him do what he can do. Our job is to let him guide every step. Psalms 37, 7 says this, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. That's what I'm talking about today, that we can yield to what God is doing, that we can step back, that it's not all about us getting ourselves there. It's not all about us forcing it, but sometimes we just need to be still in the presence of God and know that he is faithful and he's going to work all things to the good. I love that. I love that challenge that we have. And hi, Mark, this, actually, this verse is actually so important to our church. Philippians 3.14, there it says that it's a high calling that God has for us. If you read the King James Version, that's how it puts it. It's a high calling. It's a mark that God puts out to us. And that's actually where the name was birthed of Highmark Church. That God has a high calling for each and every one of us. It's a high mark for us to reach for. But you know what? It's not that he's putting the expectation up here and saying, go for it. He's saying, I'm going to lead you there. If you keep the press on mentality, I'm going to take you there. And it's a high calling for us all just to press on. The vision we have is to continue to see people's lives change by finding and following Jesus. And that means right here in Fishers. That means in our state, in our cities. That means that God is calling us to make a difference in Africa, in Asia, in parts of the world where people need the hope of Jesus and have had yet to hear Jesus. Because that's the answer. That's how they get to the destination that God has for them. And we're committed to that. And that's why God's called us to, to start Highmark Church. And that's why all, we're all on this journey together. And this journey is a journey where 
we can lift each other up. We can encourage one another. We can be in a small group and, and connect with one another and just give little things of encouragement or pray with one another. We can be in a, a serving team and, and one of our life teams and have the chance to really kind of do life shoulder to shoulder with one another. And there's moments there that we are able to encourage one another, to cheer each other on. And that's what doing life together as the body of Christ is all about because God has called us something high. And he's going to help us all get there by his grace and by Jesus. We just have to yield to who he is and what he's doing. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.